at 8.41 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday night, the South Carolina Gamecocks' official account tweeted that five-star defensive tackle Jordan Birch was officially a Gamecock, ending what, if not for Longhorn State running back Zach Evans, would have likely gone down as the most bizarre recruitment of a blue-chip prospect in the 2020 cycle. In the end, Birch's signed, sealed, and delivered national letter of intent makes him the highest-rated player to ever commit to South Carolina, who is not named Jadavion Clowney, and demonstrates that the Gamecocks' tremendously disappointing 4-8 season has not substantially affected Will Muschamp's ability to attract top talent to Columbia. But the reason Jordan Birch has made national headlines this week is the tumultuous and uncertain six-week period that separated Birch's first public commitment to South Carolina in mid-December and 8.41 on Thursday night when the Gamecocks announced that after a month and a half of waiting, they'd finally received Jordan Birch's national letter of intent. It's Friday, February 7th. I'm Connor Tapp, and on today's episode of the College Football Daily, J.C. Sherbert, of the Big Spur and the Inside the Gamecocks podcast explains how we got here. Jordan Birch goes to Hammond School, a college prep academy in Columbia, South Carolina, that's just a 15-minute drive down Shop Road from Williams-Brice Stadium. Gamecock football cult hero Eric Kimry is the head coach there. Marcus Lattimore was an assistant there for a while. Will Muschamp's son is on the football team, as is another four-star South Carolina commit, Alex Huntley. Failing to land Jordan Birch, despite everything working in South Carolina's favor, might have been read as a sign that Will Muschamp's biggest strength, his ability to recruit, was growing weaker. But throughout Birch's recruitment, the Birch family's unease at dealing with the media has made it very difficult for recruiting reporters like J.C. Sherbert to get a firm handle on where Jordan has been leaning at any given moment. So, J.C., I want to start with the day Jordan Birch announced his commitment to South Carolina during the early signing period. Heading into the day he announced on December 18th, what did you think his decision was going to be, and how confident did you feel in what your kind of prediction was for what that decision would be? Well, the week of the Clemson-South Carolina game, Connor, um, we started getting information from our contacts that, you know, Jordan Birch is probably going to South Carolina. Um, Obviously, that did not line up with the narrative elsewhere, especially kind of in national recruiting circles. Uh, It did not line up with information that you maybe get from other programs that were in the mix for Jordan, specifically Clemson and Georgia. Um, And so we were kind of hesitant about it, you know, because sometimes – especially when things are going bad on the field, you'll have situations where a little piece of uh, recruiting gold gets leaked and all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of uh, a false narrative, but we said, well, yeah, South Carolina's in it. We've been told from the start, South Carolina was in it. I've talked to many, many sources that that have given me tangible reasons why South Carolina's in it. You're dealing with a prospect that doesn't do any interviews. So I lent credence to it. Uh, And then we got down to the, the end of the, the line there and uh boy (laughs) uh i didn't feel confident about it or i was very highly skeptical until the night before the first signing day and at that point 100 percent of my contacts in south carolina 
were saying he's going to South Carolina. Um, and at that point, you know, I was like, well, you're only as good as your sources. Right. And so I went with it. I still was a little skeptical um, because you had a Georgia program that had just gotten a visit from him that was pretty confident. In fact, they were, from what I was told, stunned. They didn't go there. Uh, you had LSU who was right there, who obviously took a good approach with him and who has been the number two team. Um, I got a text from a Clemson source that day that uh, kind of made me think South Carolina was going to get him about an hour before he announced. And, and at that point, I felt relatively good. But, you know, you just didn't know. So on December 18th, at that ceremony at Hammond High School, right down the road from the University of South Carolina, Jordan puts on that Gamecock hat and announces he's going to USC, and the crowd erupts. Next three to four years, I'll be taking my academic and my athletic times to the University of South Carolina. So if we can just freeze that moment in time without considering what did or did not happen afterward to dampen the euphoria. I wonder if you could just describe the significance of this commitment for Will Muschamp coming off the month he had in November where the school president and the athletics director struggled to get on the same page when it came to their public comments about Muschamp's job security. Oh yeah. I mean, he had to overcome a lot and you know, they lost two players who were pretty good players based on those comments. Um, uh, Reggie Grimes, uh, who was signed with Oklahoma, and then Laneth Whitehead, or Laneth, I think is how you pronounce it, from Athens, Georgia. You know, that's what I've been told is that it cost him Whitehead. Whitehead was pretty big on Tennessee, too. The reason he backed off of Tennessee was because of, of their start, but then their finish was so good. I don't know, Connor, that they wouldn't have flipped him anyway or gotten him at the end of the day. So at least one, maybe two guys. Um, but you look and Marshawn Lloyd stuck, uh, everybody else stuck. You know, there were no decommitments as far as guys that had already committed. And then you land Jordan Birch, who's, you know, that gives South Carolina, you know, provided he ends up there two top 10 national prospects back to back from within the state that they beat everybody in the country on, on the defensive line. And when you're four and eight and everybody's talking about how you need to get fired school president sticks his foot in his mouth and you know nobody can get on the same page you know chaos is the one thing that can, can torpedo a recruiting class completely so it's one of the most impressive pieces of recruiting i've ever seen in my life i mean the fact that we're sitting there having this conversation to me is impressive for will muschamp as far as you know his ability to sell a program and build the relationships necessary to go recruit um so yeah in that moment you know, if you think about it, you know, that was big. So Jordan Birch commits to the Gamecocks on December 18th and signs his national letter of intent, but critically does not send it in to South Carolina. Several days pass with no clear understanding as to why Birch's NLI has not been sent in. And on December 20th, the early signing period slams shut. Eventually, the reason that's given is that Birch wants to officially sign with his Hammond School teammates on February 5th. But in the first few years of having the early signing period, something that has become clearer is that when a player announces a commitment during the early signing period, 
but does not actually sign the letter of intent and send it into the school, it's not uncommon for a coaching staff to view that player, for all intents and purposes, as uncommitted. We would come to find out in the coming weeks that, in Birch's case, LSU certainly saw it that way. At the Under Armour All-America game, the first week of January, Birch said that South Carolina narrowly edged out LSU, but reaffirmed his commitment to South Carolina. Four weeks later, on January 25th, Birch unexpectedly showed up in Baton Rouge for an official visit, just weeks after the Tigers had ended their undefeated season with a national championship. You have the situation with him not signing the letter of intent, and you know that obviously causes a lot of uh, commotion and speculation and things like that. But then you look at the fact Alex Huntley, uh, who did sign yesterday, his teammate also didn't sign. And that school, Hammond, it's a tight-knit community. And, and, and you know, you sort of understand uh, that, you know, hey, he's going to sign with his buddies. You know, and, and then throughout January until late January, you know, there was nothing. You know, <laughs> there was absolutely nothing. Um, it looked like he was locked and ready to go with South Carolina. Well, then, you know, the weekend he visited Baton Rouge unofficially, you know, that was kind of a surprise. And uh, that's a that's a that's a fact. You know, he went down there unofficially and, and visited LSU again. And so you kind of get nervous. Suddenly, the crown jewel of South Carolina's recruiting class was in danger of slipping through their fingers. But then on Wednesday, February 5th, the late signing period opens, and there's another ceremony at Hammond. This time, it seems like Jordan Birch is sticking with his commitment, but it's kind of ambiguous. First off, I'd like to thank my family and friends, um, everybody up in the stands, thank you for this opportunity. My coaches, uh, thank you for pushing me. For our audience here, I want to specify, this was not an announcement ceremony there was not an lsu hat there in a south carolina hat you know some people say okay i mean i've seen kids commit and then go back and commit again and make another choice um i've been in this a long time you know th there was you know media from hammond that said here are our guys that are signing here's where they're signing that placards up at the table he had on south carolina gear now he did get up and give some kind of a cryptic speech about I'm going to spend the next three or four years with uh, my friends. Well, you know, you, you may take that as a bad sign if you're South Carolina, but you know, he's doing it with a Gamecock hat. And, and none of the other guys, Jackson Muschamp included, with his dad sitting there, said much about the school they were signing with. It was more about Hammond and, you know, his teammates and stuff. Um, and so at that point, you know, I, I think everybody universally reported that, uh, you know, you go for – you know, you're like universally reported he's sticking with South Carolina. But then, you know, there's no interviews. And, and some people that were there at the press conference took exception to that. And, you know, they're sniffing a story. And, you know, it gets out on social media. He didn't sign. And then all of a sudden, as the hours went on, you realize that, hey, there's something up here. Because when Alex Huntley's letter of intent came through in South Carolina, I announced it. Well, Muschamp has a press conference. and doesn't talk about it. Uh, you know that there's something uh, to it. There's some sort of delay. 
Most players sign a letter of intent because one of the good things about signing a letter of intent is that it reserves your spot in the class of the school you signed with. But for a player of Jordan Birch's caliber, pretty much any program in the country would find a way to make room for him if he decided at the last possible minute this summer that he wanted to enroll. So there was basically no reason Jordan Birch ever needed to send in a letter of intent. But at 8.41 on Thursday night, almost 36 hours after the second round of NLI drama began, South Carolina announced they'd received the letter of intent for Jordan Birch and posted a video they'd been saving of the coaching staff celebrating the first time Birch committed. Next three to four years, I'll be taking my academic and my athletic talents to the University of South Carolina. But if this was going to be the end result, what was the point of all the drama? Why have the two ceremonies and not send the NLI right away? I asked J.C. Sherbert about this, and just for clarity, I actually asked him before Jordan Birch finally sent in his NLI. I point that out just in case maybe you notice that there are situations where he is speaking in the future or present tense instead of the past. I have never seen a situation quite like this because we're, we're kind of dealing with two sets of, of, of facts and, and, and that could be plausible either way. You know, from what I've heard today, Jordan Birch hadn't been the holdup. You know, he, he's, he's signed a letter of intent. I don't know if his mother signed it. They just have not sent it in. So it's not binding, but I've also heard a situation. It's a situation where she doesn't necessarily want LSU. You know, you talk to people, uh, around the whole thing and, and from the beginning of his recruitment and this is everybody around him coaches at other schools they've said that she absolutely does not want him to leave home and he she wants him at south carolina uh so that goes against everything that you would think that the mother uh somehow wants him now to go to baton rouge you know 700 miles west um i mean you know you, you, you I, I, look i don't I don't have a problem at all with Jordan Birch not doing interviews. Obviously I'm pro media and it helps me and my business and what I do with, you know, if he talks all the time and his mom talks all the time, that would be great. It would be easy, but it's not about me, you know, and, and this is the United States of America. You know, he can handle it however he wants to handle it. I mean, you know, we, we have that ability in our country, but there's a flip side of that because we also have the ability to have a media and cover things, uh, especially a, a player of this, this magnitude. And, you know, the way to end all that is, is to send in a letter of intent to LSU or South Carolina. And then it's pretty much over. Nobody's talking about Jordan Birch till next football season. But I think there's a disconnect there uh, on the part of an understanding of how all this is supposed to go. And, and I think it's been that way from the beginning. Um, and I don't think it's anybody's fault. I just think there's a, there's a disconnect there. Um, and then you couple that with the fact they had not cut off contact with LSU. So LSU's probably recruiting them. And, and that's, you know, they're good at recruiting. <laughs> and, um, and so there's probably, you know, some discussions and things like that. But, you know, I, I just don't think based on everything I know from people that have been spot on with the situation from the start, 
that, that it's just that. I, I think there's more to it in terms of why this is being delayed. And, you know, heck, if, if he signs with LSU, we'll probably never know. And if he signs with South Carolina, we'll probably never know. So it's, uh, it's just one of those things that um, we may not ever get to the bottom of. But, you know, that's what I got based on right now. So in the end, Will Muschamp lands his highest rated recruit since he got to South Carolina, the second highest rated recruit South Carolina has ever signed, and keeps the Gamecocks in the top 20 of the national recruiting rankings for the class of 2020. Just like Muschamp drew it up.